Hey guys, thanks for joining me again. Now I was walking home last week from work and it was the first time that I realized how much rubbish is lying on my street, how much plastic is flying around on the street I live on. You have to know now that I have been living on my street for two years already and it's not the first time that I walked home. However, it was the first time that I noticed with this sadness and anger to see how much people throw, um, how much rubbish people throw on the street and how much plastic is flying around, which is really bad for the environment. I mean, I live in Glasgow and it's not the cleanest city and it's always been quite dirty, so I believe it hasn't changed in the last two years. Um, it hasn't changed drastically how much rubbish there is flying around, but it was the first time that I was um, made aware of, that I noticed it, that I saw it. So there's this phenomenon of changed perception, of um, a different perception, despite the same scene, in a sense. A more um, striking or um, illustrating example to for changed perception or different perception, despite an objectively same scene, is when you have yourself and a friend in the same situation, for example, um, at a party, and you're talking with another person, and then after the person walks away, your friend tells you, well, that guy was a bit uh, weird. I mean, not just that he talked about his cat all the time, but also he had his shirt wearing it inside out. I mean, how did he not see that? And then you think, well, I actually didn't notice. I didn't see that his shirt was inside out. And that shows you that despite the same scene, despite the same situation, you have two very different perceptions on it. Because um, there are things your friend noticed about the scene, about this person that you didn't see. And this is what I want to talk about with you today. This phenomenon of perception and um, explaining to you why perception is so subjective, is so biased, because nobody ever perceives everything and there is no true perception of a certain situation because we are all biased. And I want to explain to you a bit more in detail what's the physiology behind it. Um, I mean, one of the also quite interesting examples there is when you have a certain person, say, for example, your crush, and um, in the first stage of your dating, you notice about your crush that he has this or she has this very big nose. And in the first place, you perceive it as something that's bothering you. However, the more time you spend with them, the more you get obviously used to their big nose. And then at some point, you also perceive it as something attractive suddenly. Now, the thing is that the nose hasn't changed as such, right? It, it, they didn't unless they got an operation, of course. But um, in most cases, this is not true so the the actual scene or this um the environment hasn't changed as such the person hasn't changed but your perception of them has changed and the, the question is how is this happening in the brain so one thing to be aware of when we're talking about perception is first of all that as i said nobody ever perceives everything. We all have a very limited perception because we all only have a very limited attention. 
our attention is de determining what we will see, what our gaze is directed at, and our attention is in turn um, guided by things like our emotions, our knowledge, and our motivations. In fact, it's especially our motivations and goals that guide our attention because um, perception is fundamentally serving our actions. So that's why our perception is very much guided by our goals, our attention, what, um, what we will attend to, what we will look at is determined by our goals and motivations a lot. Now, this is one thing to be aware of, that we have this selected attention, selective attention, and um, only limited capacity to process things in the world and to attend to. Now, another thing that we should be aware of is that there are two very distinct processes happening in the brain. The physiology of perception is actually really complicated, so complicated that what I'm about to tell you is only maybe 2% of the actual truth of the um, complexity or the full picture of perception um, physiology. Um, I'm not even sure if science has figured it all out because it's crazy complicated what's happening in the brain. It's almost every part of the brain being involved in perception, especially visual perception, um, because this is our um, most important sense. Nevertheless, I'm trying to give you an introduction into it, so don't be afraid. It's actually really interesting, but just be aware that it's a very basic level of physiology. Right. So, what's happening is that we have these two very distinct processes happening in the brain. And they're working together. However, they're very, very different. So, one of them is the bottom-up process. The bottom-up process is, in a sense, your objective perception of a scene. So, whatever scene you have, whatever environment you're in, there are certain physical properties that don't change. So, when you have um, a forest, you have... Um, trees that have a certain color, so color green or brown, and then the trees have a certain shape, their leaves have a certain shape, and this doesn't change. So the scene itself and those physical properties um, that don't change, this is what the bottom-up process is referring to because it means essentially that our um, body, our brain is processing these physical properties and um, decomposing a scene into these properties and making sense um, so that we perceive these properties like the color green. And this is all happening in the visual cortex of the brain, which is sitting at the back of our brain. Now we have a counterpart to that, and that's more interesting for our purposes because this will explain our subjective perception. And the counterpart is the top-down process. Now the top-down process is basically an activation in areas of the brain, mainly located in frontal regions and parietal regions. Um, and those are regions that are the seat of our attention, of our cognitive control, but it's also regions um, that are responsible for our emotions and uh, motivations, um, so very personal components. And what's happening is that these areas, these personal components like our, our knowledge, our motivation, our emotions, areas that are connected to these personal components 
are also active when we're perceiving a scene. And they're active simultaneously um, to the bottom-up processing, so to the um, decomposition and processing of just plain physical properties. So our personal components um, in this way guide our perception very actively when we're perceiving a scene. And this is where this um, subjective perception comes in, that our, yeah, our, our knowledges, our um, emotions, our motivations, they all play a role for our perception and they decide what we first of all attend to and look at, but they also decide um, how we interpret it what interpretation and meaning we attach to a certain situation. The best example is art, because with any picture you will get someone telling you, wow, this is amazing, I like it a lot, and there's someone who will tell you, um, I don't even know what it is, um, I, I don't feel attracted towards it, I don't think it's talking to me in that way um, and that's despite the picture not changing at all in its colors or its its shapes it's the same for two people who view it and they have a very different perception on it and this is um, connected to this different interpretation of scenes of our environment that are guided by our beliefs by our attitudes by our emotions um, and this is very important for you to keep in mind that you have this personal bias that will guide your perception and will very much determine your perception. Um, and getting back to our examples, this can now help you explain why um, it's happening that our perception, for example, changes. So with my example of walking home and noticing the amount of plastic flying around the rubbish on the street, the reason why I suddenly notice that now um, compared to two years ago is because my attitudes toward environmental issues have changed. So in the past few weeks and months, I've become more environmentally aware and I've been become more concerned about the environment um, in the sense that I want to live more sustainable. And because I've had this change and also knowledge about what's dangerous for our environment and what's um, causing the whole climate emergency, because I have more knowledge about it, because my attitude changed, because I'm caring also more, because my emotions changed about it, that's why my perception changed and that's why my attention is now drawn towards all this rubbish flying around, all the useless plastic and unnecessary plastic um, being used, flying around, um, polluting our environment. This is why I perceive it suddenly, and I haven't perceived it before. Um, yeah, so that can explain to you why your perception changes over time, um, even if you have the very same situation or environment. Um... And there's much more to yeah, go into detail there with the physiology because that was just a very um, short summary. But uh, hopefully it, it helped you understand to see that there's um, these personal components that are activated during your perception all the time and that are responsible for this very subjective and biased perception that you have. Now the key message that I want you to take away here is to be aware of your subjective and biased perception. Be aware that you can never ever perceive 
everything, every detail, everything that's happening around you. That doesn't just refer to your visual perception, it refers to every perception, to every sense. You never perceive everything, it's impossible to do so. And that's why it's so important for us to keep um, engaged with others, to share our opinions, to share our perceptions with others, but also to stay open-minded to the opinion of others, open-minded to the perception of others, and um, also think about what others um, tell us, how they perceive the world, reflect on it, and maybe incorporate it into our own views and correct our own views, because that can help us to basically attain um, as complete a picture as we can from the world, as a truthful picture or objective picture of the world um, as we can, because ourselves, we are always biased by our knowledge, by our attitudes, by our motivations, and in the sense, we're always limited. Our perception is always limited, very, very limited, and therefore, we, we need to engage with others, we need to share our opinions, our perceptions with others, so we can help each other to understand the world and to get the or grab the full picture on on something um, and stay open-minded to other opinions and to never consider our perception of something as the objective truth. There is no such thing. Um, and that might be, I mean, you might have known that before. You, you, you probably knew before that everyone has this objective perception, but now you know that there's this actual physiological background to it and um, that there's a lot of activation a lot of um, yeah a lot of processes mechanisms being driven by our personal components like emotion and uh, motivations those things drive a lot of um, processing in the brain when it comes to perception in fact just on a side note um it's been found by a study, it's been shown that emotion and motivation guide our gaze, so our attention, stronger than physical properties that usually draw our attention towards to. So what that means is that there are certain physical properties that draw our attention to naturally um, because they're standing out in that way because, for example, it's movement that is... Um, standing out in a static environment, we will always be drawn to something that moves around. Also to um, very intense color contrast, we'll be drawn towards that or very um, striking colors will draw our attention as well. However, despite these things or, or even those things are not as strong as a determinator for our attention selection as um, our effect and motivation. So our personal our very individual um, components still contribute more to selecting what we attend to than these um, objective properties. Right, so as I said, be aware of this very limited and biased perception that you have that is only um, guided by the knowledge you have, by the attitudes you have and by the beliefs you have, the emotions you have. And as you know, this is limited for everyone. So stay open-minded. Um, 
try to hear what other people have to say and this will help you to attain a more complete picture of the world. It can also help you to correct your interpretations of certain situations you had. Um, and yeah, just be aware that we're all really limited in our perception. Also, we might believe that we perceived everything, that we noticed everything. We really did not. Um, and on that note, I hope that you found it engaging, that maybe you got more interested in the physiology of perception. Um, if you want to hear more, have some feedback, please share it with me. And yeah, stay um, your eyes, keep your eyes open, <laughs> folks, and your your ears open towards the world, towards new aspects of the world, um, and towards the opinion of others.